thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill, and This Week in Wellness, Sweden could be the new model that countries around the world seek to model as their coronavirus infection rates and deaths plummet, despite not imposing the strict lockdowns seen in other parts of the world. Sweden has not closed bars, cafes, restaurants, playgrounds, or schools, and gatherings of up to 50 people are still allowed. Despite this, the Swedish infection rate and death rate for the last two days has dropped lower than it's been in a fortnight, as the logarithmic growth charts suggest that the curve is well and truly flattening. Just last week, US President Donald Trump was quoted as saying that Sweden was suffering very, very badly and criticizing their approach, saying that almost every country has done it the way we've done it. Yet whilst the US curve has certainly flattened, they've not seen the same drop-offs in new cases or deaths that Sweden has seen at this stage. Some reports have suggested that Sweden is still considering stricter lockdowns, as other European nations, in particular Austria and Denmark, consider starting to open back up. Austria will let non-essential shops smaller than 400 metres square DIY shops and garden centres reopen on Tuesday, while shopping malls, hairdressers and larger stores will reopen May the 1st. Swedish Prime Minister Stefan Lovton was quoted as saying that their flexible approach was not good enough. However, that may all change after the last two days' results. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that it's too early to call it. You know, time is going to tell whether Sweden have got it right or whether this is just a blip on the radar. It's only been two days so far, but it's certainly looking very encouraging. And, you know, having looked at the, the trends in other countries, it seems like if you can get two days to start heading it back in the other direction, then it does tend to continue in that route. What we have seen with coronavirus, though, is that the stats haven't always been as reliable as we'd like them to be. Particularly over the weekend, it seems like some nations don't test as much over the weekend and so their cases do appear lower. So we need to keep an eye on Sweden over the next few days to see whether this is just a blip or whether it's a definite trend. But if it is a definite trend, it may well be that the entire world has got this badly wrong. You know, it may well be that the huge restrictions we've placed, the financial impediments we've placed, the jobs that we've lost, the livelihoods we've impeded, the lives we've impeded, we may have gone over the top. We may have done too much. So I think everybody should be watching Sweden, Austria, and Denmark very closely over the next week or two. Once again, the stats don't lie, so the numbers are going to tell the story. But regardless of how it goes, I think lessons need to be learnt for the future from this coronavirus. You know, we need to make sure that we've got better data. As I've said, the data here seems to be quite unreliable in some cases. You know, even just last week in Australia, we saw all of a sudden a massive drop-off in active cases as the number of recovered cases increased hugely in just one day. And that showed that we hadn't been tracking that as well as we could have been over a longer period of time. So those were not all recovered in one day, but all reported in one day. And so I think that we need to have better ways of tracking this data around the world. I think we also need to have better ways of making sure that the accuracy of the data is consistent all around the world. You know, we've seen reports, for example, from Italy, where they've suggested maybe as few as 12% of the people reported as dying with coronavirus actually died from coronavirus, and that the other 88% may well have died from other issues and just had coronavirus at the same time. So as well as better data, I think it's really important that we have better analysis of these numbers as well. I think that some of the analysis that's been going on, some of the fear-mongering, especially in the media that's going on, has been shown to be a bit wanting, you know, and it's been the sensationalist 24-hour news cycle 
has meant that people have perhaps been feared more than they otherwise should have been. And, and maybe the impediments have been more draconian than they should have been as a result. Some people will say that that's a good thing because that's encouraged people to stay at home um, and it's helped us turn the corner in terms of coronavirus quicker. Once again, that may be the case. Stats are going to tell the story. Once again, looking closely at Sweden over the next week or two will tell us whether in fact that is the case. Of course, once again, the final lesson we need to learn from this is that we need to be more mindful of our health. We're seeing the huge numbers of people dying from coronavirus who have comorbidities. We're seeing that people with heart disease, diabetes, cancers are much, much, much more likely, maybe 10 times more likely to die from coronavirus as people who don't have those comorbidities. And what that tells us is that we know that there is a significant lifestyle factor that contributes to those. And so we know there's more we can do from a preventative manner to mean that we're actually in a healthier state so that we're less at risk of the next coronavirus that comes along. So my final thought on this is that Sweden might have taught us that our innate ability to navigate through corona without strict restrictions is better than we've been led to believe. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.